and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. If you are new here, then welcome. I'm so happy to have you in this podcast. We talk about all things under the umbrella of the intersection of creativity and spirituality, which is, if you've been listening to this podcast, then you know those are some of my favorite topics, and I am so excited that I got to have a really, really potent conversation all about creativity and spirituality with the one, the only Miss Excel, aka Kat Norton. Um, so honored to have Kat on the podcast this week. So Kat energetically teaches Microsoft Excel to individuals, businesses, and educational institutions. Since launching Miss Excel in June 2020, she has grown a community of over 1 million on TikTok and Instagram at Miss Excel through viral Excel trick videos infused with creativity, music, and dance. Kat was recently awarded the Microsoft MVP Award and featured in Business Insider, Fortune Magazine, and The Verge as a pioneer in the Excel influencer space. So if you haven't been introduced to Kat, if you haven't seen Kat's videos that have been viral on TikTok and Instagram, she is just so full of creativity and infectious energy. And in this conversation, we talk about her journey and how she was able to blow up um, in such a short time and really using tools such as meditation and her creativity, really use that as a way to grow and expand her business and create her dream life. She's living her dream life that happened, you know, so quickly just from her really doing the inner work and getting to alignment and creating from this abundant, beautiful space. So I find Kat's energy so inspiring. And I, I was telling my sister that I interviewed Miss Excel on my podcast and she thought I was so cool because she said that she wanted to write a letter to Kat about how much her Excel courses have helped her. She's in a new job and she said that she was like going crazy over Excel and and Kat's videos like really, really helped her. And I just find it so inspiring that she was able to take something like Excel that's traditionally been done in such a boring way and really just infuse her essence and energy into it, which is why it's been so successful. And just to take something and be so creative with something that we don't typically think of as creative is just one of the many, many reasons that I loved talking with Kat today. So without further ado, let's welcome Kat Norton. And hello, Kat. Thanks so much for coming on the Creative Soul podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know. So the first question that I always ask everyone when they first come on is, what is currently fueling your creative soul? Oh my gosh, I love this question. For me, I would say the biggest thing right now is meditation. My mm -hmm. meditation practice has been really 
where I've been able to go in and tap in and then get those creative downloads that I then go run and make, of course. But really in terms of like getting those sparks, it's like leaving that space has been really, really big for me. Oh, I love that. That's so juicy. And I love not only are you receiving the visions in your meditation, but then you're also taking action on that, which is not what everyone can do. So will you tell us a little bit more about like what your practice looks like and is it a daily thing? How did you get started with your meditation practice and how has it helped you with the work that you're doing now? Absolutely. So I started doing, I do Kundalini yoga meditations mostly. And I started doing that back in like 2019. And then really with the height of the pandemic, I found myself back at home in my childhood bedroom being like, what am I doing with my life? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to double down on the spiritual work. So I did Lacey Phillips's To Be Magnetic program, did a bunch of subconscious reprogramming through that. And then I really dove into the Kundalini Yoga. My best friend, Anna, teaches it. So she runs a little Mm -hmm. group every morning, Choices and Outcomes on Instagram. She's amazing. And I meditate with her. My dad's in it. Her parents are in it. We have like a whole squad with my boyfriend. We all meditate together every day in the mornings. And it's like a little 20 minute Kundalini Yoga set that we do. Oh, I love that. So you do it actually in real time with other people. Yeah. It creates such a powerful energy field. So she Uh, hosts them on Instagram live. And so it's at 10 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. So it was 9 a.m. for me this time and then 7 a.m. And she hosts these little trainings and it's like a 20 minute cute. She'll give a little teaching and then go into a set that we do, which is like the breath of fire. We do like a prosperity meditation, which is my favorite one ever. And then she switches out the third one every quarter. Oh, cool. Oh my gosh. I'll definitely check her out. That's so cool. Yeah. And I'm so, I mean, first of all, like I'll tell you a little bit of of a backstory of how I found you. I think you kept showing up on my explore page and I was like, oh my gosh, who is this fun girl with her fun dances and Excel and like knowing I've, I have, um, I've had office jobs in nonprofit theaters and, you know, using Excel is so handy and just knowing those hacks. And so I kept, you know, I had my radar on you and then I found the verge article, which like, I read that and I was like, Whoa, okay. I have to talk to her. She's incredible because of the way that you really blended this energetic manifestation work with the way that you've blown up over the last year and a half or last two years. And so will you give us just, I want to like, I, I want to hear a bit more about your story on what was the impetus to start your TikTok or start what you're doing? And we'll just start and go from there. Absolutely. So flashback to uh, March of 2020, I'm in my childhood bedroom, questioning my life. My day job was doing securitization reviews for banks, which I'd been traveling every week doing, but now I was doing it at home, out of my room. And I was like, well, this does not light me up. And I was like, well, I don't really know what does, right? So I dove into the spiritual work and got myself to this place where I remember it was still like April of 2020. I didn't create Miss Excel till June. It wasn't even like a thought in my mind to create a business. I was just like really going down the rabbit hole. And I turned to my mom. I was like, mom, I'm going to be rich and famous soon. So I need you to prepare your nervous system for that. And she starts cracking up. But I was like, mom, like, I just know it. Like, I don't even know what I'm about to go do. But like every part of my body, like knew something huge was about to happen. Mm. And then in June, I was on the phone with my best friend, Anna. 
who does the meditations. And we were talking about like business ideas and like throwing things back and forth. And she was like, well, what if you put the Excel tips on TikTok? And I was like, mm, TikTok, like, I can't make a TikTok. I'm 27 and I have a corporate job. And it was so wild because my brain was like, you cannot make a TikTok. And my gut was like, you have to make this TikTok. I didn't even have the app on my phone. I had no idea how to use it. It was like, I had such a glitching out moment too. When she said it, I got the vision of the Excel screen above my head, which is the typical type of content I do. I'm typically dancing to trending songs and music. And I have the Excel screen above my head. And I had this vision of that. Like it was like a flash during all this. I'm like, that's what I need to do. So I get off the phone. I'm pretty distraught. I'm like, <laughs> like but everything inside me is like, make the TikTok. And my brain is like, you cannot make a TikTok. And I was going through it for like a day. And then I remember it was like a Friday afternoon. It was like three o'clock and my schedule just clears. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I should try a dry run. And I watched some like YouTube videos on video editing because I had no idea how one would get an Excel screen above their head in a video, right? And I'm like, you know what? Let me try a dry run of this and let's see how it looks. And I had this vision of like the Tuesday slide, Drake song, left foot up, right foot slide to the left and the right function. And I tested it out and I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. So then I did my hair, did my makeup and I like shot 10 different videos and I started releasing one video a day. And then by the fourth video, it reaches a hundred thousand views. And I was like, oh shit. And I didn't tell anybody I was doing it besides my mom and my boyfriend at the time. Like none of my friends knew, no one I worked with knew. And this video starts getting pushed out to all these people I know. And I'm like, and then by the sixth day, the CEO of an IT company reaches out and is like, hey, I love your teaching style. I'm looking to create training videos in the G Suite products Mm -hmm. and for students, parents, and teachers, because this is when all the schools were starting to go digital. And I'm clearly a Microsoft gal over here, but I, you know, I understand the Google products as well. And I was like, okay. So I ordered a green screen, a ring light, formed an LLC, and like a week into TikTok, I had a business going where I was selling videos back to this guy. I was still working like 40, 50 hours a week at my day job. And then I was making the Miss Excel content too, because that was still lighting me up so much from a creative outlet perspective too, where I was very creative as a child. Like I used to like dream of having an art studio in my house. Like I was always like doing like weird things. I was thinking about this the other day. I would like take pieces of newspaper and like cut them and like dip them in water and like wrap them around and like try to just like make things all the time. Like I was always just creating things out of like random objects. And I never really had an outlet for that in corporate America. Like I just hopped into college, hopped into work and was stifling that creativity. But like from that creativity is where my deepest satisfaction in life comes from. And I'd been suppressing it. So when I started creating these TikToks and infusing Excel tricks with songs that like match up, like create a drop down menu to drop it like it's hot by Snoop Dogg and Freeze Yourselves to Ice X Baby by Vanilla Ice, like finding these different synergies between the Excel tricks and the songs was such a fun creative process for me. And then going about the process of building the video, designing the video, editing the video, I was having so much fun. So it was just in such deep energetic alignment that by now, so I just kept putting out the videos 
And I think it was like in my third or fourth week, I had my first video go viral, which I looked down at my phone. I'd never had this kind of experience in my life. I barely had followers on Instagram, like on my personal account. I'm scrolling and every time I refresh that screen, there are 15 new follows, 15 new follows. Like every second I was pulling down the screen and it was just nonstop. I looked down at my phone, the video had 3.6 million views and I had a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. And I was like, I was like, mom, I told you something was going to happen. And then now I'm like, oh gosh, like, I don't know how to do any like influencery things. Right. Mm. So I'm like, I'll just keep doing what I do best, creating content and helping people. So I kept going. I created an Instagram account too. And it was interesting. Only like 2000 people pulled over. So I was like, okay, hmm. I just have to go viral on Instagram. So I ended up kind of just going viral on both the platforms every like month or so. And then next thing you know, it's like November And I was like, Ooh, I should really create something like a course, like something with more impact. Cause there's only so much you can learn in like a 15 second video, you know? So I created my first Excel course, which was like my baby. Like for me, these courses that I have are like my art, like Mm -hmm. this has been my artistic outlet. And I like sat with those course outlines and just infuse them with as much creativity and fun as possible. Like, which it sounds bizarre coming from an Excel course, I know. But I, I was like, we can learn functions to wheel of functions. And I'm like, I'm on a green screen. I want a giant like wheel of fortune, like wheel of functions behind me and like figured out how to design all this stuff. I did things where I'm like in the physical Excel screen, like walking around, pointing at things. Like I did some of those like hand drawing videos, like animated videos. Like I was just pulling out all the stops, just pulling in so much creativity to make the course really fun. Because going along with that, Jim Quick's learning method I always followed, which is information plus emotion equals Mm. memory. And so many courses miss that emotional piece. So I was like, I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to do things like things that'll make you actually remember. So then started selling the courses like Black Friday of 2020. And then by January of 2021, two months later, the monthly income from the courses was more than the monthly income from my day job in consulting. I was like, okay need to like reshift my priorities here because I was giving them 40, 50 hours a week. So February 1st was my last day, corporate America, quit my job. And I started just doing this full time. And when I did that, the magnetism that was created from taking that bet on myself, it just, everything opened up. And I created nine more courses since, um, and the whole business just completely grew and scaled from there. Wow. I, I love this story. It's like so magical, but also I love how you, you talk about the energetic alignment of it. And I'm, and I'm so curious, like when you look at that video and you're refreshing it and you're getting these millions of views and you said to your mom, you know, you, you better prepare your nervous system for, um, you know, for this. And I'm wondering how, how does one prepare their nervous system for that? And and what kind of things have you had to do to suddenly have all these eyes on you and to suddenly maybe feel, and like, do you feel any kind of external pressure or anything like that? Like how has that internal process been as it's become so external? Yeah, absolutely. So I've had to do a lot of work with myself to be able to hold the abundance and to be able to hold the frequency because I still have times, like, especially like, I think it was like a month ago, Um, I did a podcast on The Verge. They turned into an article. It got picked up by like 50 media outlets around the world. And next thing you know, within a week, I had like 
all these eyeballs, comments, this, that. It was like astronomical compared to like the whole business trajectory. And like my eyes started twitching. My body was like glitching out. Like it was just like my nervous system needed to be expanded to be able to hold all the attention, hold the frequency, hold the abundance. So I just doubled down on my meditation, my inner work. I started moving my body more. So Mm -hmm. doing like cat cow and like doing things like with my spine to like bring in more of that life force, the prana energy. So that might field can hold all this because every day I'm doing meditations to essentially like expand my aura, expand my field. So that's how all the things just keep flowing in, you know, and then just doing inner work on myself to be able to hold all of that because it's, it's a lot like the DMS, hundreds of emails, like it's a lot for a person to hold, which I'm going to be hiring someone soon, but it's, (laughs) it's been a one woman show for a while now, but it's really like, going back into those tools and back into the inner work has been such a big player for me. And just saying so calm saying like I was on the verge and they were like, you have the healthiest relationship with social media I've ever seen. Cause I just like, people are like, Oh, like, are you like, Ooh, I didn't post today. I'm like, no, like when I'm aligned, I just go viral when I want to, and I'll post Mm. when I want to, you know, like, I don't like bring in scarcity energy into the things I create. And then that's what helps them like blow up. So, but that's all just like a straight testament to the inner work that I did like before and every day since to kind of like keep everything aligned, keep myself really high frequency, keep myself really happy so that everything just keeps flowing around. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so important to remember that the mindset is like what 90, you know, could be 90% of it. And then the rest is just allowing that to flow through. And I'm curious, like, what support systems do you have in place or, you know, who, who do you lean on or like, what, what can you lean on besides those tools and practices when it does get overwhelming or like, is, do you have guidance or a mentor or anything like that, that can kind of help you too? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that I use now is my intuition. Mm. Like I just go inward. So it's really, I've had like a couple one-off sessions with coaches in the last like year and a half really between my intuition and my boyfriend, Mike is incredible. And he's always my rock with everything. And he's so smart. Whenever I need guidance, he kind of like helps direct me, but really big thing is my intuition and just Mm. like going inward and being asking the universe, like, what do I do? Like, give me a sign, show me what to do. Oh, that that like (laughs) lights me up because I think so often we do kind of outsource our intuition and we do look for those external things to tell us what to do but the answer is always go inward the answer is always like we already have the answers within us so as long as we make space to listen to that then like there's nothing we cannot do 100 percent oh I love that so much yeah so going back to how you create I because I know that's your thing where you you don't worry about posting and and then you just create viral videos and so will you talk a little bit more about like I feel like there's so many people who are like, how do, how would I create a viral video? Where would I even start? So what is that process for you? And, how, and where do you really find that trust and that surrender within that process? Absolutely. So the biggest thing that I learned, especially recently is creativity. You need to leave the space for it. Mm-hmm. So, so many people, even in my corporate jobs, like they would like time block you an hour for brainstorming something. You just popped off a meeting and your cortisol levels are high and you're all agitated and you hop into this brainstorming session. We're all supposed to be flowy and in our creative energy and like getting all these downloads. It takes time to get into that state, which I feel like just the way, you know, society is aligned. It doesn't really 
like captivate that space as much where for me, like I have to consciously make time to cultivate that, that space where this is my whole creative process that I've learned is it takes me at least an hour to start getting into a flow state. So I started blocking off my days doing like masculine energy days, which are more like iced coffee to do less, like cranking things out. And then my feminine energy days, I am like doing yoga out in nature, meditating, going for a walk and just staying in a flowy space. And then I sit down and come up with the creative ideas and they just start flowing through. Mm. It usually takes me at least a good hour of sitting there trying to get the ideas. And then all of a sudden after the one hour mark, it's just like, bing, 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 bing. and then I write them down and then I'll go and make them later. And I like batch create the content and whatnot. But really for me, leaving that space has been my biggest lesson. Even this past weekend, so my birthday weekend, we were talking before this, that I was out at this resort and I forgot, like, I haven't really taken a quote unquote vacation. My mom's always like, you live on vacation because I do the digital nomad lifestyle. So I'm always not vacation. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, but I'm still working mom. Like I never really unplugged with the business since I started it. And I took this weekend and it's kind of like a no phones resort. So I really unplugged. And in that time I had so many critical brain blasts about my business, like massive ideas coming through, like questions I had, like everything getting filled in, like all the blanks were getting filled in, in my mind. When I gave myself that space, it was just like everything opened up. So now I want to do that. Like every month, just take a weekend and like completely, you know, go into that place. It was just a reminder of how important it is to give ourselves that grace and that space. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think So often when we think about creativity, we're like, okay, right. We're just going to get into it. But so much about it is really about that preparation before to even get yourself in that space to even begin to create or even begin to be open enough. So it's like, whether that's meditation or walking or dancing or anything to get you out of your head and into the body, like that is half the work. So to be able to, to really integrate that into your practice and hold that because you're right. Society does not teach us that that is like work, you know, or that's productive, quote unquote, when in reality, it's like that though that time can make the biggest impact and, and really take you wherever you want to go. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, like, are there any, I, cause I love the way that you, you talk about your creativity and relations to your business. And I'm wondering like how you fuel that personally, or if there's any other like projects or hobbies or kind of creative time that you like to do just for yourself that's not necessarily related to the business? It's an awesome question. I feel like most of it ends up all tying back in because I just find a way to do that. Like recently too, I think something I want to branch more into later this year, because this is just so fun for me, is this space. So teaching more about energetics and growing a business because that's something that so many people have been asking me more recently. Like everybody loves the Excel, but other people want to like take their side hustles to the next level or figure out even what they're passionate about in life. And that's something I've even more passionate about teaching than Excel. So that is something I definitely want to do. And that'll be more of my like fun, passion projecty things. So I've been like slowly getting the downloads for that too. Like I get like, I, someone told me it was like one of my Akashic records readers told me it was like sitting in my third eye, like my mm. next big thing. And it just like drips down the other day I was at the gym and all of a sudden I had 12 courses. Like, oh my it, gosh. 
I was like lifting away with my boyfriend. I'm like, babe, I gotta sit down. And I just like sat on my phone and just like whipped out all this stuff. Like everything started pouring out, like all the topics, how I would arrange it, how I would bundle it, how I would do it. And like building out all these courses mm. on like, you know, being able to, how do you, how do you create viral content through energetics, how to grow a business more of like the technical side. And then also the spiritual side and then options to have both, because obviously my method is with both, you know? Oh, I love that. I think that, I mean, people will love that. And I, and I love just like, you get the idea and you just go for it. Cause I think a lot of people struggle in that aspect of like, maybe they get the idea, but then maybe they sit on it, which again, is that inner work. And so what advice would you maybe give to those people that maybe are getting those downloads or maybe not even creating space for the downloads, but like, aren't taking action to see it come to life. What kind of advice would you give to them? I feel like it's the biggest roadblock. That was the one I had too. It's really, it's almost like the perfectionist syndrome. It's like the right time thing where you're like, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. There is never a right time. Like Mm -hmm. the only reason I was able to get this business off the ground was messy action. That's all I do. It's just messy action. I, I get the hit, I run and I do it. And then you can always clean it up along the way. Like nothing is permanent, you know? Totally. So really that's been my biggest thing. Like when you get that intuitive hit, you take messy action and then it blows up and it reaffirms that your intuition was right. And you strengthen that trust muscle. And then it happens over and over and over. Like I have manifested the craziest things, like just like the things that come through, like I just have the utmost trust in everything now in terms of my intuition and following that. Cause I just, I know it's leading me the right way over time. I've had to test it, test it, test it. Yeah. I've tested it out so many times that now it all just looks really flowy from the outside. Like Moe's just like, how does she know what to do? And I'm just like, ding, 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 ding. But it, it really, in the beginning, it was like me trying to figure out how to get into a flow state. That used to be my biggest struggle. When I started the business, I would have days where I was in a complete flow state, everything was appearing in my inbox. Everything was amazing. And then I'd have days where it was like crickets. Mm. Like, what did I do on those other days? So really trying to like reverse engineer how I get into a flow state and like how to stay there through my meditation practices. Now I just wake up in it. And it's like way more often than not that I'm already just in a flow state and don't really have to do anything. And then it's more rare if I ever wake up in like a bad mood or something you know, where it used to be more of the reverse. I'd have to like work to get into the flow state. Oh, so interesting. And it's so cool to see that it happens so quickly for you. Cause I feel like some people can spend lifetimes doing this, you know, and to, to really kind of unlock that and just be able to wake up in that space and catch yourself when you're not hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. I want to talk about your digital nomad life. Cause I, I love that. And that was that I've, I've been kind of doing that too, since like September and it's fun and exciting, but also sometimes hard not to have that stable place to land. And so I'm just curious, like, how has that journey been for you? Where have you been? What have been your favorite places? I just love all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we started back in October of 2020 and we start off with Sedona, Arizona. Oh my God. I'm wearing and, a Sedona sweatshirt. Oh my gosh. It's my favorite place. That's where we're going to end up buying a house this year. It Amazing. Spent eight of the 12 first months in Sedona because we were addicted to the energy there. It oh. is, it's, I call it the incubator. Like my business blew up being in Sedona in those vortexes. Wow. And so that was such a huge part. I get so grounded in Sedona that I can go so much higher. 
first mm. when I'm in other places and I feel like shifty and like ungrounded, especially in cities and stuff like love yeah. Austin, but Austin, I'm not grounded in at all, you know, versus Sedona, the red rocks, quiet mountain house. I can just oh. create. Yes. That's when our favorite place, hands down. We also did, um, California, like San Diego, did a couple months in Hawaii, did big Island and Waikiki. Um, did obviously like Austin, Texas, Florida, just kind of like bouncing around. Um, and we rent Airbnbs and we go like month to month, we rent the car and an Airbnb in each place. And we usually do at least a month rental to really get grounded in it. Yeah. Cause it, that was like hard for me to like not unpack, especially with like, I travel with a six foot ring light and all my <laughs> stuff, you know, and I'm wearing like the same five outfits in my videos. My bag's all full of equipment, <laughs> but it's been, it, it's been such a fun journey. Mike and I have loved it. We, we just have so much fun and we love like creating the house together, creating our spaces. Mm. Like we set up our offices everywhere we go. Like it's been just the most fun, incredible journey, but it really did show us that we were meant to live in Sedona, which I'm glad we confirmed. Cause even in Hawaii, I was like crying that I miss Sedona. We we're thinking about Austin for a second, but now we're like, oh no, it's, it's Sedona, you know? Oh my gosh. It's Sedona. That makes me so happy because I took a trip there exactly almost a year ago. And it was my first time there. And I had heard, you know, all these amazing things about the vortex energy and it was just magical. And I felt like each, cause you know, there's like specific vortexes in each place. And I felt like I got very specific downloads in each place in each vortex, which was just like mind blowing. And it was just, it was, yeah, definitely a magical place. So I'm so glad that that's where you're going to ground and make home. Yeah, absolutely. Like every time I get close to it, I start crying. Like every time on the drive there from the airport, the second I see the red rocks, Mike looks over and I'm just like weeping in my chair. Like my my body, like every cell of me like wants to be in Sedona. It's so interesting because I've like never felt attached to a location before. Yeah. My body is just like, this is your place. Well, do you feel like that has anything to do with like past lives or any, like, have you dove into any of that? Potentially. I haven't dove into it fully, but there's something going on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a strong pull. And when I leave, I feel it. And it's like, even from a business perspective, my boyfriend's business as well. Like they both totally shifted and grew so quickly from being in these vortexes. And then I'd fly home to New York to see my family and it's like crickets. And then I hop wow. back into the Sedona vortex and it's just like every day there's like three or four opportunities and everything starts flowing again. And then I've had a lot of friends come out and like visit us out there and they have like massive shifts too, like quitting their jobs, buying houses, there, doing all different things, like totally creating their own businesses. I had Whoa. four friends create their own businesses, like just from spending a weekend there. Oh my gosh. That's like a big part of our inspiration too, to like get our own house there. We want to make it like a big, beautiful retreat house and have our friends come and just like introduce people to the Sedona energy Mm. because it has been so, so, so life-changing for us. Wow. Have you ever, um, have you ever heard of astrocartography? Oh yeah. Okay. I was wondering if you had any lines running through there. (sighs) What I have, but I think there was definitely something running through there. And I think for my boyfriend too, um, it's just like the strongest pull. It, wow. It's so interesting. Like I cry when I'm not there. It's really weird. That's... And it's like, we've made so many friends there. So now we have like a whole social network and it's just so breathtaking. Like I've never been to a place that's more beautiful for me. Like I thought I was a water person and then I saw the mountains and I was like, uh, it's my, my game. 
Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Wow. Yeah. Sedona is a very special place. And if you feel that connection with it, it's like you're meant to be there. And so that's beautiful. Um, going back to, I want to kind of dive into a little bit more of like the connection between spirituality and creativity, because that's something that we talk a lot about on this podcast. And I know we've kind of talked about the mindset work, the meditation and how that works, but for you, I just want to ask you, like, what is that connection and how, how does that then manifest into the world? Like, what does that feel like? Or like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I feel like the creativity and like the manifestation realm are just so connected for me. Like, it's just the same energy. Like the more I create, the more that comes through, the more I create, the more that comes through. Like they're like so tied together in a way. You know, like, I feel like when I get into a creative flowy state and I'm operating in my fullest authentic self, that's when things get really flowy and start coming through for me. And the more I tap inward with that, the more opening my creative channels are, Mm. the bigger the things that come through. So it's really like, it's all like tied together for me. I feel like it all really cracked open for me at the same time. Like I had manifested like smaller things when I was at my day job. But really, like the things that have happened in the last year are like astronomical. And it's like such a testament to the creative work, the spiritual work, just to open those channels up and to just be able to flow into them. Because I just genuinely know, like, I just operate not where I'm at. Like I operate 10 steps ahead. Like I know for a fact, I own a billion dollar company and we are just riding through time to get to that Mm. point. Like that's it that's where I'm at. And then everything flows. Same thing as when that April of 2020, I had no business at all. And I was like, mom, I'm rich and famous. And she's like, what the hell? (laughs) Um, But like everything in me was over there already. So it just kind of collapses the timelines faster. Yeah. That's usually, and that's a big part of the Sedona energy too. The timelines just like collapse so fast. Like they say, you have to be doing so much inner work to be able to live there because there's just so much constant shedding and moving going on so quickly. Like we'll go there for three months. It feels like it's been three years. We come home and it's still only been three months, but so much has happened. Yeah, It's it's just like time is so different there. So it's really just like lots of different shedding of, of timelines. Mm. Yeah. Was there a moment that you felt like you went through your spiritual awakening? Like, was it that time period in March, April, 2020, or was there a different yeah. moment? I'd say the first one was when I, I went to Morocco in it was March of 2019, one of my seniors at work quit and became a Kundalini yoga teacher and hosted her first retreat in Morocco. So my best friend, Mm -hmm. Anna went with me there and that's where we both were introduced to it. And it was really, it was such a magical experience for both of us, like stepping into that space. We did like Reiki healing things, Kundalini. I learned how to surf. I was afraid of the ocean and I surfed five days in a row. On the last day I was like, can you teach me how to swim in the ocean? They were like, what? (laughs) Uh, So that was like really where I learned that I was limitless though. Cause that was like a limiting belief I'd always had. I'm like, I don't even go in the ocean. So I was like, I can't surf. And then I got there and got in the water and got on the board and surfed and got up on it and was like, yeah, you can. Like the only limits you have are the ones you place on yourself. And like, that's where I had that like major breakthrough. And then that's when I really got hooked more on the Kundalini yoga practices and like integrated it more into my life. Mm. And that's been just such a powerful tool for me. Like if I'm ever, you know, like anxious or something, there's meditations for that. Like it's a lot of breath work movement mantra that really just keeps my energy aligned. 
Wow. I love that. That's so funny that you said Morocco, because I just got back from a big trip traveling throughout South America. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to travel for a while. Like I'm feeling like I really need to ground. And then I was like, but Morocco, I really want to go to Morocco. And I like feel this calling to Morocco. So that's so funny that you said that. Cause I was like, wait, but I said, I wasn't going to travel for a while. Like, okay, just, just, just calm. <laughs> I love so that. So beautiful there. We loved it. Oh yeah. There's something about the culture there. And just like, like, I'll literally just look on Pinterest, like pictures of Morocco and this, there's something that just like awakens my soul there. So definitely we'll probably go yes. within the next year or two. We'll see. Do it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I love hearing you say too, like about collapsing timelines. And this is kind of something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, but like, you know, when we are setting ourselves up for our future self and all of those things, I think something that maybe I struggle with and I, maybe other people listening, but like how to identify what we really want and like what it is that we want from this life, from this experience. So like, what path do we want to go down? Because what, what do we want? And so for you, as you're really following this trajectory of your business and, you know, continuing to see what unfolds, I'm curious, like, how do you figure out what you want and how do you then set your sights on it so that it can then manifest into reality? Amazing question. So for me, my technique has really been focusing on the feeling of what I want instead Mm -hmm. of like the numbers and the metrics around it. So for example, when I was first manifesting like the business and everything, like when it first started, I was like, I just want freedom. I want geographic Mm -hmm. freedom. I want to live where I want. I want financial freedom. I don't want to think about money ever again. I just want to do what I want. And that was really like, I had no number attached to it. I never set like goals with numbers and things because I almost view it as like a limit. Like the sky is the limit. It's all limitless. And so it's really, for me, has been going in there and focusing on the feelings and then just doing things that make me feel that way as a way of getting into alignment with it. And just like focusing, like, you know, if I'm like, I want to feel super free and happy, I'll do things that make me feel super free and happy to get into Mm. that vibrational state. So then the things start aligning up to that. Mm, Yeah, that's beautiful. Do you know your human design at all? I'm a generator. Okay. I knew it. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I'm a generator also. I was like, yeah, you have to be a generator. (laughs) Do you know if you're a specific or non-specific manifester? I think I am a non-specific. Okay. Which would probably make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cause non-specifics like focus on the feeling and less about the specifics, but if you're specific, you can focus like more on the details. So I just find that fascinating. Wow. This has been so amazing. Thank you so much, Kat, for coming on and just sharing your energy and your wisdom. And one of the like last things that I love to share is creative resources. So that's any books, content, podcasts, or anything that's really inspiring you right now, or has inspired you throughout your journey that you want to share with us. The work of Joe Dispenza has been my, my bread and butter. That's the first book that really like led me into the spiritual awakening space. Um, it's what got my conscious mind on board, the breaking the habit of being yourself book by Joe Dispenza. I read literally the first hundred pages. I was so inspired. I started like writing an outline of it for like people, because I was like, everyone needs this knowledge, you know, Mm -hmm. like it just, he made everything make so much sense for me. It took like the woo woo quote unquote realm and like broke it into science for me where I was like, whoa, my conscious mind you know, clearly I'm a logical Excel gal over here, but I'm like, that makes sense to me. And that's what really like opened it up. And it opened up my consciousness to be like, 
you create your own reality. Like, what are you going to do with it? Mm. You know? So that for me was really big. Um, I went to an Abraham Hicks seminar and learned a lot about segment intending, which was really helpful for me where like the night before when I'm in bed, I segment intend my day. So I'll be like, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I like go through every step of my day in the best possible outcome. So it's kind of like, just like lining things up first. Like sometimes people like laying in bed, like, oh, it's probably going to rain tomorrow. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And it's like negatively segment intending your day, you know? Mm. So I usually go in with like my spin on like how I want the outcome of my day to be and just like align with that timeline. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Do you ever feel like tired of doing the work? Like have, have you ever had a moment where you're like, oh man, this is a lot. Like I need to take a break from that. Or like, how do you kind of keep yourself motivated to continue those habits that are setting you up for success? It definitely helps having the support. Like in those meditations, I know my dad's in there every morning. So I I get my ass up and I get like, I'm like, Um, you know, like it just literally melts my heart that my dad, my dad got super into all this stuff in the last year as well. And he's called in some incredible, incredible things. He's like a little yogi now. He's so cute. And when I go home, we meditate together. And it's such a, like, he's so powerful to meditate next to you too. He meditates like multiple times a day now. And he's so powerful. And it's just been the biggest, like heart opening bonding experience with him and like being able to watch him transform through this space. And like, that's where I really remember how powerful this stuff is. My boyfriend does it with me every day as well. Like the, we all like meditate together. It's my best friend, my dad, my boyfriend, it's a squad, mm-hmm. you know? So that's where it really like the accountability there definitely helps. And it's also just like, I use it as my, my tool. Like if anything's ever out of alignment, like I've got the lineup, you know, like I look at it yeah. and I'm like, why would I stay in this low vibrational place? Like you can absolutely get yourself out. Let's do it. You know, mm-hmm. versus like, groveling like I used to because I I used to have an anxiety disorder I used to be super anxious I wanted no attention on me I was always like what's the worst thing that can happen which is like not the way to think (laughs) and I was essentially just like negative vortexing myself all the time where now I'm like we don't do that anymore like we have the tools for this so instead of like groveling I'm like no no like let's go you know and I'm my own like hype woman (laughs) like let's get yeah Oh, I love that you like kind of talked about that in the beginning of just like that accountability, that community, that support is just so important. So thank you so much again. You're beautiful. And I can't wait to just keep following your journey and seeing what seeing your billion dollar company take off and really just continue to watch you go through this life. Cause I think it's so inspiring what you're doing and sharing that wisdom with others is so important because it really, your vibration raises our vibration. So it's just beautiful. So thank you for the work that you do. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me and opening up the space for me to be able to talk about this and tell my story. It is my favorite thing to talk about all the energetics and creativity. So this has been so much fun for me. Awesome. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul.